listening to Voices of IFES, where we speak with people from around the IFES Fellowship about all things student ministry. Hello and welcome to Voices of IFES. I'm Maeva and today I'm joined by Tim Adams. Hello, Tim. Hi, Maeva. Good to be with you. Yeah, good to be with you. We are uh, today in Tim's office. Uh, it's a very nice, renovated office. I like it. Good. <laughs> good to have you here. Thank you for allowing me to put all my material in your desk. It's a bit <laughs> messy now. Um, yeah, so today I wanted to get to know uh, Tim a little bit because I don't know if you know, but he's the General Secretary of IP since a year now. Um, yeah. And yeah, some people might not know him uh, personally and I wanted to yeah dig a little bit on who tim is and also i want to know about the new ife strategy coming um so he's going to talk about that as well but first um yeah where are you from in the uk tim you're english this we know um from your accent but where are you from in the uk yeah well i was born in norwich which is a medium-sized city in the east of the country okay and uh yeah it's uh, a nice place it's uh, got a good football team. Well, it's got a football team. Uh, they do struggle a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy supporting them. Oh. Yeah. And um, did you grow up in a big family or? Yes. So uh, I was the oldest of six, or I am the oldest of six children. Uh, we are three boys and three girls. Uh, and uh, yeah, my, okay. my parents are, uh, well, they, they had sort of quite a strong Christian experience when I was quite young. And uh, this was very much what shaped uh, my childhood, especially because after they um, after they had that experience, uh, my dad decided to give up his job working in a bank and to sell the house and to uh, just uh, go and do uh, a kind of Bible college uh, training in in Dallas, in Texas, okay. which is in the USA. So when I was about six years old. Uh, that's where we moved, and this was, yeah, um, one big aspect of my Christian journey. Yeah. So, how did you become Christian? Well, so uh, in a way, phase one or uh, was that experience in the US. So, although mm -hmm. uh, I was a very young child, uh, yeah. it was a very, very uh, intense experience to be in this in this Christian college, and I was baptized when I was six, mm. and then I was. Prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues in this in the same time or soon afterwards, and so uh, this was and and God was really real to me. You know, I I really uh, knew very much that God's uh, presence was with me with me in my life. He was a very it was a very real Christian experience. But then, uh, like most people, as you become more aware of your own identity, uh, then you start to think things through for your for yourself. So in my early teenage years, uh, I, I, I was still a Christian, uh, but I think it was by this time my dad was a church pastor. But it was when I uh, went to a different church and joined a youth group with different people uh, that I began to sort of explore my own identity as a Christian. And uh, I was participating in the, on the music side. And I do remember um, every month we would have praise evenings and after one of those praise evenings uh, when I'd been involved uh, I really had just a 
extremely strong experience of God's love and God's grace mm. and God's joy. And coming home from that, I was literally dancing on my way home. It was, uh, uh, I can still clearly remember that. And it's when I knew for myself as, a, as an adult, at this time mm. I was just uh, about 17 years old, uh, that this was my faith and this was my, the way I was going to live my life, just with the God who loved me so much. How did you come to know IFES? Well, I first uh, encountered IFES uh, when, uh, so I went to a, a college called London Bible College. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was there, I was uh, leading a, a prayer group for South Asia. And I was often looking for good materials of what was happening in South Asia. And one of the, the, uh, the regular uh, pieces of literature which I read was IFES Praise and Prayer. Mm -hmm. and so actually, that was when I first encountered IFES. Uh, through the through the praise and prayer uh, information sheet that that used to come out each month at that time, but of course, student ministry itself uh, was uh, before that when I was in uh, in university. So I left home when I was eighteen in order to go and study electronic engineering, and uh, it was uh, having had quite a Christian upbringing and then uh, personal experience of Christ in my late teens. Then to leave home, uh, it was quite a significant thing um, to move to Kent, 200 miles away from my family, to a place where I didn't know anyone and to a corridor uh, of, of people in the dorm, uh, none of whom were, were Christians. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was significant. I think I, I felt like uh, a coal who had been taken out of the fire. And so I didn't uh, you know, know what, how was my faith going to be kept alive. But I saw that there was a Christian union in that university. And uh, in the first week, they had a welcome evening for the Christian union, a film night, I think it was. And so I went along to the film night, not knowing uh, what to expect, but found very welcoming people there. And this was uh, the beginning of my involvement with the Christian union. Uh, at that point, not knowing IFES, but, uh, but just knowing that there were other Christians in the university was really, really significant for me. Um, they weren't all like me. I had been going to more Pentecostal churches up to that point or charismatic mm -hmm. Pentecostal churches. And so for the first time, I was meeting people who expressed their faith in different ways. And, and I experienced the kind of uh, expository Bible teaching, which was uh, you know, slightly different style to what I'd, what I'd had. And I really grew a lot in faith uh, during mm -hmm. that period in a, in a, in a, in a different way. And after I think about six months in the CU, they um, elect new leaders, and they asked me to be on the executive committee of the of the CU. So I had a role there, and that was also perhaps my first experience of Christian leadership, being the the secretary of the CU in University of Kent. Mm. It's interesting because after all this time, uh, yeah, UCCFC hasn't changed. It still has like. Um, executive team and blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think actually it's one of the distinctives of IFES mm. movements around the world is that students have a very key role in the leadership of yeah. the of the local chapter, and uh, and so that was significant for me because it wasn't like anyone was telling us what to do or what our program should be. Uh, we we sat down as the student leadership team and we decided for our CU, and the CU was. Uh, 120, 130 people around that time, we decided what the program would be, who we would invite to speak. And we had 
sort of some recommendations, but we could choose from local church leaders and others um, who we would who we would bring. Yeah, and that was that was a really really uh, significant uh, sort of way of learning what leadership meant. But one of the other things that doesn't change is I think, and maybe this is more well, it's definitely something that's still very strong here in in the UK is the idea of mission weeks and uh, evangelism on campus. I know that's something that is important to all IFES movements, mm. but my student years was the first time that I myself had to sort of really uh, stand up for my faith publicly. And um, yeah, I have some memorable experiences of uh, evangelism projects uh, that we did on our campus, uh, questionnaires that we did along in dorms and talking to people about about our faith and their faith, inviting them to events. And uh, yeah, and, and for me personally, I was once hosting something that they call Grill a Christian, which is an event, I, I guess it might still happen in, in universities in the UK, but it's uh, a chance where for, in a, in a public place in the university to um, invite a Christian to answer any questions that, that can come to them from from other non-Christian students. And, so, and I was the MC, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was a very visible um, point in the university. It, outside the, the, the student bar, uh, in, the, in the sort of space outside the student bar, and we set up uh, sort of a, a stage set and microphones and everything and hosting this event i really for the first time uh was felt like there's no hiding now uh i'm a christian come and learn about what you know the good news and come mm -hmm. and learn about jesus and um yeah i would never say that my primary gift was evangelism but i think it's a calling that we all have and uh and i think um, it's important to have those moments where you're put in a place where you have to stand up for your for your mm. faith and, and be known as a disciple of Christ, which is what I'm proud to be. That's amazing. You know, a great Christian is still a thing, and we have it in France and like Francophonia. It's really? called yeah. Un Chrétien sur le grill. <laughs> <laughs> Christian under the grill. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, that's cool. And uh, also, I, I heard that you were a teacher at one point and you were also in a band. Can you tell me a little bit about that? You heard correctly. So uh, when I f finished my theology degree, where, uh, I, this would have been in 1996, I think, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do as my uh, career at that point. And uh, uh, one of the options was uh, to, do, uh, to be a school teacher. And uh, that's in the end what I decided to do first. So I did something called a postgraduate certificate in education. And uh, and then I trained for a year, and then I was teaching in a school for for one year as a religious studies teacher. Mm. And uh, yeah, you mentioned the band. That was at that time I was living with uh, three or four friends in a house in uh, North London, and uh, along with one other friend and 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 a, and a we were we, we we were in a band together, and we used to play in various places around London and we were never we were never professional in that we weren't really getting paid a lot of money but we took it seriously and we wanted uh you know this was our dream at the time to um to be 
to be in a successful band. We had, yeah. And so, uh, and it was actually quite difficult to combine being a teacher where you have to be in school these hours and being in a band. So, um, in fact, that's why I ended up leaving teaching because I needed a job where I could work, um, sort of have a day off when I needed to have a day off and not need to be in all the time. Yeah. Mm, okay. And after that, um, how did you end up working for IFES? Well, as I said, I, I, I knew a bit about IFES uh, from my uh, time in London Bible College. Uh, but uh, yeah, and, and uh, after teaching, I was working for Ford, the motor company, um, and uh, became aware of this uh, job that was coming up in IFES, uh, the head of communications and development. And during my student years, I'd written some articles for a Christian magazine in the UK. Uh, and, um, and I sort of felt myself that communications uh, was, was, a, was a good area for me to work. And so I applied for this job as head of communications and development. Unfortunately, being about 28 years old at the time and not having worked in a communications department previously, um, unsurprisingly, I didn't get the job of head of <laughs> communications and development. <laughs> so uh, I went away. Well, I, actually, I really loved visiting the office. I was warmly welcomed there and I was interviewed by a man called Joshua Wapanga from Kenya, who was the chief administrative officer at the time. And um, so I had a very positive experience of IFES. And I think I also knew when I left that perhaps the job was a little bit beyond my experience at the time. Uh, but Joshua said that he would keep in touch. And um, I think it was about three or four months later, uh, he was in touch with me and said uh, there was a, a job of uh, pr promotion and development officer uh, was, was coming up. And he thought this would be something I might be suited to. So actually my first time working for IFES was uh, then in 1998 uh, as a promotion and development officer. Okay and then you grew in the in IFES you just had multiple Did I um and this I don't think this is anything to do with me personally but mm -hmm. uh, within about uh, 3 or 4 months of me starting this job as promotion and development officer two or three other members of the communications and development team uh, left and found other jobs just not for the same, not exactly the same moment, but it just meant that there was no one who was able to uh, write reports uh, about the, the IFES ministry to some of our um, foundation partners mm -hmm. and, and major donors. So uh, there was a kind of desperate need uh, for some of these uh, reports to be written. And so I was asked to do that and actually for the best part of three or four years, I was working quite closely with the general secretary at the time, someone called Lindsay Brown, on uh, donor relations and, and writing reports and, and, and project proposals uh, about IFES ministry. Mm. So that was really, um, gave me a fantastic overview of the organization. And, uh, and along with uh, a person in InterVarsity called uh, Gary Jennings, I really learned a lot about organizational leadership and strategy and uh, and about uh, yeah how god worked in the world through student ministry so it was it was a great experience 
That's great. And how did you end up being a general secretary? Uh, that, yeah, that's a, a little bit of a, a longer story, <laughs> but I can briefly summarize it. So uh, when I was working with uh, Lindsey Brown, uh, one of the things I had to do was uh, work on uh, some of his travels and meetings with people. And so I worked, uh, he had a multilingual secretary at the time, uh, someone who'd come to work for IFS from Belgium. Uh, I know you came from Belgium to work with IFS <laughs> yourself, <laughs> although you're French. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this young lady was called Sophie. And uh, through that experience of working together, we uh, we fell in love. And we uh, and actually, she she left uh, IFS in order to go and study at All Nations College. But we were still going out. In fact, while she was there, we got engaged. And uh, and in order for her to continue her studies at All Nations College, I left IFS and moved to Cambridge. Uh, and in order, and we were we, we were married, and I worked for some uh, other Christian charities there, and uh, and also for a while I worked for myself as a as a kind of consultant for mm. for charities. Then in two thousand and eight, right in the end of the year, I heard um, that Daniel Bourdonnais had been appointed as general secretary of IFES, and I also heard that um, because he didn't have a visa to come to the UK. And there was a vacancy for leading the UK office. Uh, they, I, I heard about that job, and I, I knew as soon as I heard about it that uh, I was going to apply uh, to work with Daniel uh, in that way, and uh, which I did. And I, I came back to IFES after about three and a bit years where I had been uh, away from IFES. I came back and was the chief administrative officer. Worked with Daniel and learned so much from him. Uh, and after uh, some years, he invited me to be associate general secretary. Uh, and for the last uh, perhaps five years of Daniel's time as general secretary, I was working as his associate and especially helping to um, initiate some of the new uh, projects in IFES. I was very involved uh, with things like the Indigenous Support Development Programme that we run, uh, the um, Innovation and Evangelism Programme was something uh, I worked to get going, and even um, Breaking New Ground, although I've uh, definitely all the glory for that programme goes to God and all those who worked on it, but um, just at the very early stages, this was something that I uh, was part of, of, of launching. So, yeah, wonderful opportunity for me to use uh, my gifts to yeah, help people to give their gifts and, and talents to IFES. And that's, that was uh, a lot of, of what I was doing when I was working with Daniel. That's amazing. And now it has been a year since you, you've been a GS. And yeah. um, how was the past year? Was it challenging? I'll be honest and say, yes, it was challenging. So <laughs> I think a new job, uh, and especially a job like this is challenging any time. But uh, to take the job uh, during the midst of the pandemic probably added other layers of uh, of difficulty there. Um, but I was very positive and optimistic uh, when I started. I felt like uh, I, I I felt like I knew what was needed and uh, and what I wanted to bring. And I had I like 
like most people who start in a new uh, leadership job, you create a 100-day or a 90-day plan of what you want to do over the first three months that you're, you're there. Um, but I must say that, that uh, whilst I started with great enthusiasm, it was really, really hard work uh, to try to make things uh, happen over the, uh, during last year because of the challenges of being, not being able to meet in person with people um, not mm. you know the the opportunities for even to recruit people uh, took longer and creative thinking about vision and strategy and where we needed to go it was it was difficult and uh, and then of course on top of that we had some very challenging situations we some of our movements went through extremely painful and difficult times last year thinking particularly of UESI India where they lost so many of the brothers and sisters that were close to the movement, mm. including staff, including students, thinking of movements in Latin America, many of whom lost staff. And then, of course, uh, thinking of our, our team in the Middle East and North Africa, where our brother Shaheb passed away in May last year. So I think it was a very humbling experience for me. And it showed me, I think, that I think it's important to be organized and, and, and have a plan. Uh, but ultimately, we need to remember that all of that comes under God. And we primarily need to allow our plans to be shaped by him and uh, allow him to guide us in the different circumstances that we make. It really showed me that this was not about me and my plan. This was about me depending on God uh, to guide mm. us as a community through some very difficult and challenging times. So. Um, I, a personal journey uh, and and a challenging year but by the end of the year i think we had a lot to give thanks for so i i do look back now and and and, and i'm very thankful for the people who've come to work with me and be part of my team i'm very thankful for the progress that we made in developing a sort of strategic framework which will guide our work going forward uh, so i think i'm excited about the future and talking about the future I'd love for you to tell me about the new strategy. I know it has been one thing that you've been working a lot in the past year. Mm -hmm. um, and it's finally out, um, available in three languages. And it's called Thriving Together. Can you tell me a little bit about Thriving Together in a very easy and concise way that's understandable and not boring? <laughs> oh, <laughs> easily. <laughs> well, yeah. Thriving Together, um, it's the process of developing Thriving Together started some years ago. So it began with a lot of consultation and listening. I wanted to begin our strategic planning process by understanding what were the issues that movements faced, what were some of the challenges in their context, and making sure that what IFES was doing was aligned with, with helping them in the best way that we could. So we did a lot of a lot of listening we did a lot of an analyzing strengths weakness opportunities risks um, mm. and, and, and those kinds of things and i think at the end well we realized lots of things uh, but uh, i think we realized that there is a core to ifes ministry and i believe that thriving together really helps us focus on what that core dna of ifes uh, ministry is and so there are four strategic priorities the first is thriving in witness and this is um central aspect of all ifes movements i think is to be uh you know to be 
God's ambassadors on, on, in the university and college campuses around the world. So witness is, is what we do. It's, it's, it's who we are as Christians in the university. Thriving in whole life discipleship. I think what national movements do is that they help students like me uh, coming from a particular situation into a, a university Christian union. This is an opportunity to really grow and develop as a leader as, as, and, and in faith and an understanding of, of mm. faith. And so that kind of job of nurturing and developing faith in students, helping them to apply it to their studies and into their future professions and careers, this is a, a second core element of what IFS movements, I believe, are called to do. So thriving in witness, thriving in whole life discipleship, thriving on new ground. And um, this is really about having a growth mindset. So I know that there are, uh, there are IFS student groups in hundreds of thousands of campuses around the world. So uh, we're, we're grateful for that. But there are many more campuses that still don't have uh, a Christian student group in them. They don't have an organized uh, Christian witness that's connected with, with IFES. And so I feel like the number of students is growing fast. The number of universities is still growing around the world. And we need to therefore have a growth mindset if we're going to fulfill our calling to be witnesses to students mm -hmm. in every country. So thriving on new ground and thriving into the future. And this is about building um, ministry patterns and uh, organizational structures that will enable national movements to uh, continue to sustain themselves through a long time into the future, that we are resilient organizations. We are a fellowship of, uh, that's going to last. You know, I praise God for what we have seen over the last two years, that um, it's been an extremely challenging time for many national movements. It's those, some of those um, key foundations in terms of uh, their, their ministry patterns and, and structures and uh, good boards and trained leaders. This is what's provide, helped provide uh, resilience in these mm. uh, challenging times. So me as a student, I didn't know that there were a strategy behind IFES. Can you tell me why we need one? Yeah, well... In some ways, IFES itself, I feel, is a strategy. So um, that means that when we were formed uh, as, a, as a fellowship 75 years ago, there was a, there was a vision and that was to make sure that every student uh, in every country around the world had a chance to be, uh, well, to, to, to come to know, to come to faith and to, have, and to be nurtured and developed in their faith. So that was a big vision. How are we going to achieve that? Well, the idea from the beginning was that this would be achieved with through two ways. One is by making sure that every student was equipped to share the gospel with their student colleagues. So in equipping and encouraging and, uh, and helping students to, to share their faith. So that was strategic sort of priority number one for the people founding IFES. And then the second was um, to reach the world through a network of independent, autonomous national movements that had their own uh, local ownership. Mm. So it could have been the strategy that we would form a brand and then we would franchise that brand in every country of the world. Mm. Uh, but I think for very good missiological reasons, the IFS founders uh, wanted to build a network of indigenous, local, locally owned, locally led uh, movements. So, so I feel like IFS 
by its nature is embodies a strategy of of how to make sure that students are built into communities of disciples uh, impacting mm. the church university and society for the glory of christ that's our strategy but you know we've grown at, at that time we were 10 national movements uh, that formed our ifes and we've grown sometimes by local movements joining the global ifes fellowship uh, and other times by ifes the global fellowship planting or building national movements in in, in countries through those different ways, we are now 160 member movements in IFES, and we also have about 20 countries where there's pioneer student work going on. So how do you have a fellowship with such diversity pointing in the same direction? And especially if one of your key fundamental aspects of your identity is that the, the national movements are autonomous, if that they are, you know, that IFES doesn't control them. So in some ways, that's why we have something like Thriving Together. It's just to remind us all that we are not alone and that we share a, a calling to reach students with the gospel and to help them grow in faith and to apply their faith uh, in a good way into their mm. lives. So I hope that, this, um, that Thriving Together can, can be that shared vocabulary, can give us that shared sense of direction and calling um, and, and that by doing that, we will be focusing on the things that bind us together rather than on some of the things uh, that are different in different parts of the mm -hmm. world. And so uh, and by focusing on those things which that unite us and by focusing on that shared calling, I hope that we can partner together and support each other as a global community and, uh, and in that way thrive together. So my idea is not to build a massive central organization of IFES that runs projects in all different parts of the world. But my idea is to build an infrastructure that enables national movements who all work in their own contexts and in their own unique ways to support each other and to encourage each other and to partner with each other in order to be fruitful for the gospel. And that's, and I, I think thriving together is a framework that can be a part of that. I understand more. And then, it helps to see how you want to uh, frame in reality thriving together. So mm. thank you for explaining that. So how are you going to share um, the strategy to local movement? Yeah, well, uh, this is something that will begin later this month. Uh, that we will um, we will be sharing the the written part of the of the of, of thriving together with people, so that they can read it, they can understand it. Uh, we have it translated into our core main languages. So there will be that that way. And then, of course, we do have regional teams in 11 regions of the world. And as those regional teams connect and communicate with the national movements in their region, they will be able to, to talk with the national movements and think together about how they as a, as a region can begin to live out this this shared calling to, to move forward in the direction of these four four strategic priorities so there are many ways in which we will communicate it because we are such a broad and global network it won't happen with a big bang in one day and then suddenly everyone will understand it mm. i think i expect that this is something that will unfold and build momentum through our fellowship over mm. the over the coming years mm. and one of the things that 
is important in IFES is our world assembly and this happens every four years this is an opportunity to for every national movement to send some people to as a delegation uh, to come and be part of making decisions about the future of IFES and to learn and fellowship and grow together and uh, this will be coming up in 2023 and so this will be an example of a of another forum in which uh, some of these priorities of thriving together can be shared and explained further. And how long is the strategy supposed to be in place? Well, the the, the thriving together framework which we which we have uh, will, I hope, guide our ministry and work together through the 2020s. So I think it's in some ways the the headings which I've described to you are quite high level, and so they will last us for 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 the 2020s. Within that, we need to then go and think uh, as IFBS about what our three-year plans will be in order to deliver uh, uh, some of the goals of, of, of mm. the strategy. So we will have a, this strategic framework as the high-level uh, overarching uh, sort of expression of our calling over the next uh, seven or eight years. Do national movement have to follow this strategy? No. I mean, and, and that's... Um, a kind of interesting thing about being a fellowship. Okay. Um, I, what I hope is that this strategic framework of thriving together is an invitation to national movements uh, to join together as a fellowship and to support each other. But of course, every national movement needs to be thinking about the particular issues in their context and what their vision needs to be. And I hope that thriving together can give some inspiration to them as mm -hmm. they think about their vision but I really it's important to me that if you're uh, the movement in Burkina Faso or if you're the movement in Colombia that you look around at the situation of students in your context at the needs there and you make sure that what you are doing as a movement you know is appropriate and is focused on the needs of, of students in your context and the opportunities that you see there so national movements don't have to follow thriving together but I think as we think about ourselves as a fellowship of 160 national movements, this is the direction we move together. And I hope that that will be reflected uh, through the strategies of national movements mm. on, on the ground. That's interesting. So I heard that you have appointed new people. Can you talk to me a little bit about them? Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm very grateful to have been able to make a few new appointments to uh, support me in, in, in my work and to support what IFES is doing. The first uh, person to uh, join my team was uh, George Agalo. Um, he was uh, finishing his period of uh, service as the director of the national director of Focus Kenya. And, uh, and I'm very happy that he accepted the invitation to become chief operating officer for IFES. And he started in June of 2021 uh, in that new role. And uh, it's fantastic to have someone of George's experience working with me uh, as Chief Operating Officer. And then uh, from beginning of September, David Baena, who had been the Regional Secretary for Latin America, he was able to uh, begin to uh, serve as Associate General Secretary. And David is helping me uh, particularly uh, to support our regional secretaries and regional teams. So um, he, David himself, has been the general secretary of COMPA, 
the national movement in Mexico. He's been a regional team member in Latin America, supporting the, the movements in, in Latin America. And then he's been a regional secretary for, I think, uh, seven or eight years. So he has a wealth of experience that can really help regional secretaries uh, and in, in, their, in their roles. And I'm, I'm very thankful for, uh, for him. And then thirdly, Olena Welsh, she joined the global team in October last year, and she will be helping to coordinate and bring together uh, some of the global resource ministries that we have in IFBS. There are, most of our work is through regions and regional teams, uh, but there are a few programs that are global, and that's because some things, uh, you know, there's just a way that we can do things at um, a higher depth and with, uh, with more focus if we do them at the global level. And so Liana is uh, leading a team of people that's, that's doing that. And of course, three of them are part of a, a management team that I'm working with. And uh, yeah, I can share more about that if, you, if you're interested, but perhaps. Yeah, so how many of you are in this team? The, uh, the, manage, the executive yeah. management team, it's, um, there's eight people plus myself at the moment. This is something that was really important to me when I um, came into the role, is that I felt uh, we had myself and an associate general secretary and then a senior staff team, which was, uh, I think, 24 people at the time. I felt that I needed uh, a forum, a team around me, which represented the different sort of cultures and uh, skill sets and functions of IFES that would enable me and help us as a community to make um, good decisions together and to hear mm. God together. And so uh, this is a team which really has only been formed in the last, uh, at the end of last year. Uh, as I said, eight people, I think um, four, four ladies, four men, uh, but representing finance, HR, and um, advancement on the sort of organizational side of IFES. Then we have Global Resource Ministries, Chief Operating Officer, and two Associate General Secretaries as well. That's a good team. So what do you have in your calendar uh, for this coming year? Well, one of the challenges of last year, as I said, was I was not able to travel in person and I had to do virtual visits to national mm. movements. I'm really hoping that in 2022, I'll be able to do more uh, in-person visits to people. I'm extremely excited about some of the large um, regional events that are coming up uh, in, the next, in the next months. Uh, so in, particularly in August, the Francophone Africa region is, uh, has a, what they call a Pan-African uh, conference, and that's going to be held in Burundi. So I hope, God willing, to be there. Nigeria, uh, NIFES has a large missions conference uh, every, uh, I think every three years. And uh, this uh, will be something that's coming up uh, also later in 2022. And North America region uh, has uh, a banner missions conference, which again happens every, every three years, and that will be uh, coming up this year. So really excited to be able to connect with students, to connect with general secretaries of our national movements in person and uh, not to be doing, not to be only doing virtual uh, mm -hmm. meetings with people. Very exciting. How can we pray for you, for your ministry within IFES um, and for yeah, this coming year? Well, 
you can pray for what we've what we've talked about. Uh, I really hope that thriving together is not just uh, a, you know fancy words. Uh, I really would like to see that it, it helps IFES to support movements really well in what they're doing, and that that enables them to thrive uh, and to see you know to see students added to their number every day as people come to know Jesus through their through their local movement. So mm. my primary prayer request is is to see that uh, begin to happen this year. For the new team that I've mentioned, uh, this is, you know, this is a big time of change in some ways for IFES. You know, we've talked about new team members. We've talked about a new strategic framework. Pray for us as a fellowship uh, in going through that and uh, especially pray for the new team members as they get to know their roles and to, and to plan how they're going to achieve some of their goals. And for me personally, I think, uh, as I shared at the beginning, it's been an intense uh, first year and there's been many challenges and uh, just pray that uh, I can keep balanced life and stay faithful in my own daily walk with God and that um, I avoid the temptation, which I think is very prevalent in terms of leadership culture, to think that it's about anything to do with me, um, but to remember always that this is all about God. This is all about uh, allowing him to be sovereign to direct our paths and that i will continue to to trust in him to do that that's good we'll pray thank you tim for uh, meeting me today and thank you for sharing about your life a little bit yeah, it's very exciting to see all the plans for uh, i feast the next eight years <laughs> thank you maver it's been great talking to you and maybe next time i can interview you and we can hear <laughs> about uh, your journey <laughs> oh that would be interesting <laughs> Well, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, you can uh, put five stars. It would be very nice to, to see and encouraging for um, yeah, us to create more episodes like that. And if you have any um, comments, you can send us an email or comment or on, if you're on Apple Podcasts. It was great to chat with you, Tim, and see you soon. Thank Bye. you. Great to talk to you. listening to Voices of Ifies. Follow us on your favourite podcast platform to hear more interviews like this one today. If you want to hear stories of how students are transforming their campuses around the world, subscribe to Prayerline, our weekly newsletter with inspiring stories to help you pray for student movements. You can go to ifiesworld.org to subscribe or follow us on Instagram and Facebook to listen to stories in audio form. Music